This episode is a replay from a live recording of Her Take from the WSUM studios in Madison, Wisconsin. Want to listen to Her Take live? Tune in Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on WSUM 91.7 FM in Madison or on WSUM.org. You're listening to Her Take on WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison. Hello and welcome to Her Take on WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison. I am your host this evening, Shannon Maines, and I'm here with Kate and Alexandra. Uh, unfortunately, Chrissy and Annika cannot be with us tonight. They have succumbed to the illness that is just plaguing campus. I don't know what it is, but it's just everybody's sick. It's just I think it's just that time of the year. You know, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot in the air. And is it allergies? Is it a cold? Is it? The plague, I don't know. And we have but a new host, new host. Yay, new host. Shannon. And just joining us, flying in, Vince. How's Our- it going, Vince? Well, I'm, I'm embarrassed, first of all, because I was graciously invited on this show for a third time. And in response, I've showed up five minutes late. Vince, no, we're happy fine. to have you're you. You're only four minutes late. You're the only oh, okay. other WSUM person who's been invited and allowed on yeah, her take. So you true. should take great pride and honor in that. Well, usually I consider this a symbol of strength, but I feel like it's more that all three of you guys could probably take me to fight easier than anybody else. That's true. <laughs> you know, you may have a point with that Sorry. one. You're just, like, scared. You're like, if I don't accept their invitation, they will beat me up. Is that what you're saying? That oh, usually yeah. happens, yeah. Yep. Um, Hartford's youth ball's finest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that of Vince's water bottle. I'm like, yeah, that, that does make me look intimidating. Like, For reference, I have a water bottle with my fifth grade picture on one side and a Hartford youth yeah, softball on the wow, other. It's so. And 10 years Vince, old. Vince also wears his kindergarten backpack that says his name Vince on it. So <laughs> I'm super oh, grateful really? that, That's in, where it came from? that in case I forget his name, I have two ways of knowing there's backpack and his water bottle. So if you ever forget Vince's name, that'll what be an introduction. It's clear that I'm just a complete weakling. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. I, I, no, I need a sticker to cover this up. It's so embarrassing. No. I feel like I have a target on my back. No, when it's I'm cute. no, I feel like it's like quirky. It's like awesome. Oh, it's like I don't it's, know. Makes if you, if you saw someone who had a backpack, like you were at a party and someone's backpack said Steve on the back, you'd be like, "What is this guy?" I'd say, "Hey, no, Steve." I feel like that's awesome. No, okay. I feel like it what, gives you personality. What is this kid? doing with a backpack at a birth like at a party <laughs> like, that would be my that's, first that's my question. question not if it had his name on it i would be like Tracks. why do you have a backpack as somebody who is um a dedicated backpack person i do have a backpack with me at all times because i just think it is more effective um it's giving door the explorer yeah it really is i well i feel like just like Whenever I go to work, I like have my backpack, and I, I the s- times that I've not had my backpack, I, I'm just like it's not gonna work because it's so nice to carry my like, pa- like my purse and then my water bottle as well. And then and you snacks. always have your lunchbox on you. I've noticed that yeah. recently. It hangs off. That's what I always did in high school. Yeah, and like it's so because I I'm just like, obviously I want to have my lunch with me, and so I just like carry it around with me, and uh, you know I think. This could be a good segue into the first, like our first segment of the night, you know, having your gear with you and going off of that, 
we want to talk about some uniforms. There's some highs and lows in the uniform world. Is that a pun? Highs and lows? Well, based off we're about to talk about. The highs and lows? Well, the uniforms in question we're talking about. Yeah, there there are some good highs and some lows. Uh, if I'm being funny, I have no idea. I'm so sorry, Bids. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's, your highbrow humor is above me. <laughs> no, it's, it's very far below you. Um, but... I don't know. Should we start with the highs here? Do we want to talk about the successes? I actually, Wait, I, I want to start with the MLB because yeah. though that is wild. If you have not seen it, there have been pictures circulating of the MLB jerseys and pants that are see-through. Needless to say, a disaster, a wet t-shirt contest kind of deal, like... I saw it on Twitter and I was just laughing. I was just like, "Oh, it, they're so tight!" Like in general, baseball pants and like obviously they're going to get dirty, but they were so see through. It was crazy. I was like, and a lot of, and I I don't know if in general like white is a good choice for uniforms, and I feel like a lot of MLB and like sport like baseball pants are white. They should go with navy. It yeah. Looks awful. Well, it's like. Why, why, why is it just easier to clean because those like pants get so dirty? Is it like, why do people, why do they have white pants? Why, what is the deal so with anyone that? Anyone know the answer? Anyone know? It's just kind of how it's always been, I guess. Uh, is it baseball a thought thing? that for a long time, you probably would only have white players still. So it's clear that the league needs to adapt. And this is definitely one of those situations. Yeah. And I wonder as well, um, if it's kind of like a deal of like who is creating it because who is it fanatics who's taken yes. up creating it because usually they'll get like nike or adidas to like come in having fanatics do it is low-key crazy <laughs> yeah like i feel like the mlb is like <coughs> way too good for that i mean not no hate on fanatics it's like but um, fanfic. i feel like that's what i like get like a random sweatshirt <laughs> off like from yeah that's fair it's like I'm like oh this is a cute sweatshirt perfect Ooh, it's on sale like yeah, it's like fanfic versus literature kind of yeah. deal, like or like fanfic I feel like that's is awesome. Terrible Do not example. Talk about <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Alexandra, are you a fanfic writer? Yeah, Wattpad, hundred percent. Oh man, this well, this would be a great uh, segment for another time. <laughs> right, great fanfic is uh, why why do these ba- baseball players wear these white pants? <laughs> Dude, it's for it's for the plot. Right, am I able to give a quick take on the uniform situation? Go. Uh, yeah, always. Okay, so people are making potty humor jokes to describe the new MLB jerseys, and it's immature. I mean, the relationship between a player and his jersey is sacred. And when I see the new jerseys, namely the pants, it's clear you can see the cracks forming in the foundation. All right? They shine a light on a sensitive area and reveal the dirty truth, which, of course, is the decline of baseball in mainstream culture. So baseball, you can't have your cakes and eat it. You're in big trouble with these tongue-in-teeth jokes, and you've got to recognize that right now these jerseys, they're tainting the sport. Something's got to change. Absolutely. 100% <laughs> agree. Could not have said it better myself, Vincent. No worries. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I was working on that script, and I was at a very important meeting. That is <laughs> That's wow. what you were doing. Yes, it was. <laughs> the important things. Uh, so it looks like um, one of the reasons why they wear white pants is because they are cooler. And you know, baseball is played in the hot months, so that I you guess know. that's a fair that's a fair take. But yeah, I would definitely agree with you, Vince, that there's a lot of backlash on this, and it's 
kind of just poking fun at the sport like it's kind of going crazy on twitter like when i saw it i was i was cackling and i was like oh people are gonna go and like totally clown on all these players it's crazy like and i'm i'm like for so long they have had not now i'm really obsessed with this whole like white pants and baseball situation so i actually found a few other things so one visibility um it allows your teammates to see you a little bit better to look into the pants to look into the pants yeah they really see you when you are wearing white pants <laughs> they well they in this case they really see through you um um but like the contrast between the green fields and the white pants is a little easier to see um tradition an important part of the identity of the sports cooling uh psychological effects not really sure because you know we have the yankees right and their pinstripes and there's a lot of psychology behind that um cleanliness go yankees so <laughs> yeah i was like alexandra we're talking about the yankees, yankees. here <laughs> uh man too bad chrissy's not I, here i actually have like a really good really quick story to tell you guys oh yeah about sure. the yankees about the yankees yeah yeah so go for it both my parents born and raised in new york um but basically their first apartment they got together was in new york city and their next door neighbor was none other than Derek Jeter. <gasps> really? That's so cool. And they said my mom says that he was really, really nice. So that's what I've heard. I don't Good press, good press. Were like, were you the one who told me? Because I feel like I have heard this story. Yeah, I probably told you guys before. Yeah, because awesome. someone was like, yeah. or was it someone else? There was like, because <laughs> so, I, I feel like there was someone else who was like, oh yeah, Derek Jeter was my neighbor. So maybe it was you. And maybe. I'm just like, but I thought it was yeah, like, how many people have Derek Jeter as their neighbor? Yeah, <laughs> probably know. a lot of houses. It was like in the there. 90s, true. so it was a long, long time ago. Yeah, that's so true. Um, but I, I mean, going off from MLB jerseys and the white pants, the NWSL has released their new kits for the year. And I wanted to see kind of what your guys' thoughts were on the new kits. Like, what are we liking? What are we not liking? Um, it's interesting. Um, one that I so I'm actually just looking them up right now. I'm kind of low key a fan of the Orlando one. Yeah, I really like Orlando Reigns. They're theirs look really good. Yeah, like I think it's really fun. Um, but then something that I thought was kind of low key crazy. Um, North Carolina Courage, I think was it was like the orange checkery. It looks like this. Oh, hmm. I, I don't know. That's, that's Houston Dash. I think we should elaborate oh, though that it's it's a mix oh, yeah. of two Never orange mind, colors. Never said the thing below. Yeah, the oh. white checkered stripe. On yeah, top. the which which one on the Houston Dash? I'm I am kind of like liking racing Louisville's. There's like purple with an argyle look to it. That's kind of fun. <laughs> Orlando's are wild to me. It's just like. A s like a, an illustrator you can use like an adobe illustrator you can use the stamp feature it looks like stamps of oranges what do you think of san diego i kind of like it san diego i feel like i saw san diego and i like theirs as well wait show san diego do you have it pulled up oh yeah i mean it's simple to it's the point fun this yeah. really is the perfect segment for radio, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just talking about all of these. Let us describe to you in detail what we're looking at. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Washington Spirits jersey. They're kind of lackluster, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Not a huge fan of that one. I can agree with that. 
uh, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I would have to say, oh, like, Ole Rain. Ole. I don't know. Like Rain <coughs> is, my, is my favorite. What do you think of the Utah. New York one, Alex? I haven't seen it. Anywhere. It's like this. Yeah. That's cool. Better I, than some other jerseys we have, for sure. Oh. I really just like the Orlando one. I think it's perfect. Orlando, <laughs> Orlando with the oranges. I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, Gotham's is sticking to the classic, like, color scheme of that black with uh, teal look. Um, I guess, I don't know what what are, I feel like there's got to be a, a specific name for that, like, color that they have. Like, I don't know, turquoise, rust color. Not really sure, but yeah, so definitely some interesting <coughs> interesting outfits uh, and kits, and it'll be fun to see kind of what we're looking at moving forward. What I Annika said something. She said she was not a fan of San Francisco's kit. Huh. I haven't seen, I don't know if I've seen it. Let's see. She said it was soulless. <laughs> This really makes me wonder what you guys say about my outfits when I'm not around. Because I just wear the same t-shirt and sweatpants every single day. I bet (laughs) I'm called soulless quite frequently. I don't know if we would call you that based on your outfit, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) More to do with your your personality. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Vince, you are flattering yourself too much thinking that we think about your outfits a lot. It's about the content of the person rather than the, um, rather the, than the, the, the what's type on the of outside. Badger t-shirt they wear. <laughs> yeah, you just like rotate through your your various um, Badger t-shirts. I but I feel like you know, saying saying the San Francisco jerseys is soulless. I don't know. That might be a hot take. So I feel like this leads us into some of our other hot takes that we have for the i see what you did there shannon yeah right you see you see that you're listening to hot takes on her take i i'm realizing the more that i think about it and the more that i'm about to say it the more of a hot take it is i feel like i cannot go first on this one you know what I, I think I can kick it off okay kick us off Kate talking soccer I mean I came in here kind of debating a hot take today um shout out the starting five before us and my guy David who we previously roasted on the show but he's coming in as my hero today David and I have made amends for everyone wondering now friends <laughs> um but they were mentioning um talking about is the women's soccer dynasty over for the U.S.? I mean, they've obviously had s- such a strong past, and it's really interesting um, with the documentary series that came out with them about n- on Netflix. But is every other team kind of catching up to them at this point? Like, are they – they were at one point s- seemed to be so untouchable, but now it's kind of they're becoming within reach from everyone else is kind of what it seems like. Mm. You want to go first? Uh, sure. Appreciate the invitation. Of course. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I can't say it's over till it's over because there's still quite a bit of talent left over from the teams that have 
you know, not just Definitely. had a ton of success, have been one of the more dominant U.S. teams, I would say, in history when you look at just their overwhelming success. Um, I, that being said, though, the, the last World Cup was – it was a tough watch. Um, you know, I, I think the people saying that, like, we were out of it and didn't care and weren't competitive, I think that was a little bit over the top to an extent. But for the most part, we're, you know, the talent's just gotten old. It's been quite the run. I'm confident this team can – bring in more people but in the meantime I think that it, it it's not looking good no I definitely agree it's definitely a few building years but it, it's just we're at this point of a turnover where there's so much talent that has been around since we've been so young and that they've been able to keep up and be a part of this that now they're starting to fizzle out like Alex Morgan um Megan Rapino, yeah Abby Ali, yeah Ali yeah, Cre- Krieger just retiring a lot of people have retired yeah so we still have like young talent but it's just getting that young talent like building together and working together but yeah like you said Vince, it's not over until it's over yeah I feel like I just have to disagree I always feel like the U.S. is going to be a powerful team is it I and I feel like the conversation is less about the U.S. getting worse and more about maybe you know yeah, other programs ramping up. No, I, I totally yeah. agree. I don't think the U.S. will ever be on the bottom. I always think they'll be a threat. I just don't think they'll be as large of a threat as they once were. Well, it'll be interesting to see because there is a new coaching staff in place, and there are a lot of up-and-coming stars in, you know, the like in the women's soccer scene. Um, so it will definitely be interesting to see kind of how they come through. I mean, you have, like, People like Sophia Smith, who are always like she's a very young player and she's bringing a lot of talent to this national team. And so I feel like you can't discount some of these young players who are coming um, up in, you know, in the world of national soccer. Uh, And I think, yeah, yeah, I think it might be less a matter of the U.S. team is getting worse and more a matter of other teams are developing stronger programs. I also feel like the United States, like the women's soccer team is such a hot spot for great players. Like people want to come play for our team. And I feel like that is where you develop and become an even better player. So I feel like it will never like, like Kate was saying, will always be a threat USA. But like, I, I always, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't think the dynasty will per se end, but I think that like, others will adapt to how we play yeah I think yeah that's a that's a good point and it's like one loss <laughs> you yeah. know they they lose to Mexico in the cough concuff um concaf sorry um yeah they were literally in the concaf semifinals <laughs> like that's where they lost and people are like it's over it's the end of a dynasty. I feel like it's similar to the whole like firing Greg Gard or whatever. Like people are like fire Greg Gard because we're on a losing streak. It's like, but also you have to take into account like his record as a coach and the amount of like Big Ten championship playoff games that he has made with the team. The amount of times that we've gotten to the NCAA like tournament. Like I don't feel like you can discount an entire team or legacy or dynasty based on one loss. And I feel like that is kind of the instance here. I think there are still good players because you still have like veteran players like Rose Lavelle 
who's like on the team. I know that she's overcoming injury, but hopefully she can come back better than ever. Um, I think maybe it's just like a matter of, you know, like you were saying, Kate, like those fundamental building years. And who, I mean, I hope it isn't a Blackhawk situation where we have <laughs> a, a really strong dynasty team and they just kind of like fall off. Yeah. And then like, it's like, oh, they're in their rebuilding years and those rebuilding years take mm-hmm. like five, ten yeah. years. And you're like, okay, is this gonna, what's going to happen here? So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, maybe this is just like, Maybe this is just a moment for these younger players to step up. Yeah. And maybe that's what we, we should focus on. Let's table it at that. Yeah. You know, maybe that's kind of the deal of what we what we want to have moving forward. Um, speaking of women's sports and moving forward, Alexandra, women's basketball, you know, yeah. you were at the game this Sunday. Right. It so was a rough loss. Yeah, I definitely would say it was rough. Yeah. For say the least, um, me and Kate and Danny, we did the game. We broadcasted the game. Um, Vince was there. You were there. It was like a party. Um, yeah, WSU on party. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a really, really good first half though. It and was it so strong. Because so fun. It was so fun, and we were like, "Wow, we're like coming very close." And so I feel like um, it definitely just comes down the second half and how much it kind of um went down in that regard and like I feel like we just had some really really good players that weren't producing as much what what do you think Kate no I definitely agree it just got really sloppy um Mm -hmm. in the third and fourth quarter I mean arguably I think both teams slowed down I mean Purdue obviously continued to put up points but it got more sloppy where there was an increase in fouls from both teams. And turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers oh my were gosh, insane. On our end. On our end, the turnovers are insane. We Crazy. just weren't able to complete passes, like clean passes, and that was what was kind of concerning for me watching. And also, I just feel like our players weren't connecting the passes. We might have had good, really great steals in the first half, but, like, well, there were some players that stepped up definitely towards the end of the second half, like Brooke Schrammick. I feel like she really was drawing fouls mm-hmm. and trying to get points up on the board. And I Leisinger just Leisinger was awesome. Yeah, Leisinger had she, such Leisinger a good was game. A beast. Her yeah. first half was great. I mean, she mm-hmm. like definitely was still like had a few. Yeah, I think she had eight points in the third quarter. Yeah, she yeah. was really really good. She her she three pointers. Yeah, we're going crazy, and we were talking about that and like something that we really had an issue with against. Um, Purdue prior in the season was that they got 25 points off of turnovers. Yeah. And I we were saying that on Sunday's game, they probably got more points than 25 off of turnovers, which you don't think would happen, but somehow it did. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Vince Leisinger definitely stuck she, out. And yeah. She was a huge, huge part. Tonight Copeland, I feel like, was really all over that ball, too. But oh, I feel like they so just many need to, blocks. Yeah, she really, like, defensively was, yeah, defensively was really, 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 really good. So I feel like they just need to connect better in the second half and really slow down the ball. Like, we can't make too many fast mistakes because it really can cost us the game like we did today like mm-hmm. we did Sunday um so yeah Natalie Leisinger though she broke her record um for Purdue because she scored 15 points in Purdue in December whatever that date was and then she mm-hmm. broke it this past Sunday with 20 points I want to say or something it was like yeah 15, she 20. had such a good game and like I feel like whenever I 
watch women's basketball like Sarah Williams had a decent game like she obviously got I think another double double like yeah, her 11 points 10 rebounds 5 of 13 shooting yeah so she got a double double um you know she's usually pretty consistent I feel like if there were some weaknesses it was probably in like Ronnie Porter's yeah. performance uh you know she's always like a high producing and um, really defensive player, and I, I don't know if that was there on Sunday. Yeah. She, was, she was quick, though. I mean, she mm-hmm. wasn't as defensive as normally, but I would say she she had some pretty um, admirable, like, hustle throughout the game. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, like, Natalie Leisinger had such a good game. Yeah, and she it was really entertaining to watch. Yeah. It would have been great to see her have a good game and mm-hmm. everybody else also mm-hmm. have a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> That's but a good strategy. We should consider doing that next time. Have everyone have yeah, a good Yeah, do you think game. they thought Every- about it? Everyone that have your best game. <laughs> also, the fact that there's three sets of sisters on Purdue is literally insane to oh me. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. cr- three, yes. sets, three of sets of sisters? We were talking about it, and, like, for, I think, two of the teams, both the mom and the dad coach their high school teams, and, like, yeah. d- either two or, like, I know at least I think two of them were, like, the sisters were on the state championship yeah. team in high school together, and it was just, Yeah. They How many everywhere people? Crazy. Yeah, like out of such a small that's team, having really cool. six people. Maybe that's have a why deeper they connection. That's yeah. ridiculous. Huh. Interesting. Um, sticking in the realm of women's sports, obviously, uh, Vince, women's hockey. Are we talking on the pro level or Badger level? I'm talking on the Badger level. Okay, because I would, man, that would have been such a good transition because I could have been like, speaking of sisters, let's talk about a sister, a pair of sisters on the Badgers team. <laughs> oh, that that is what I'm. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah. On, yeah. Layla, Shayla. Yeah. Layla and Shayla. Oh. I, well, because I didn't know if it was Badgers hockey. I was going to transition it. Anyway, the transition Vince, is gone. you need to give more detail. Yeah. Okay. Women's hockey. Yeah, that was hockey. definitely my fault there. There's a lot of women's hockey out there. Okay, Vince? Okay. Uh, so, anyways, uh, it was an awesome, well, pretty solid stretch for uh, Wisconsin women's hockey. Uh, swept Minnesota. What was an incredible series uh, split against Ohio State. But I have the red pass or red card through uh uw mastery basically you pay 25 bucks and you get season tickets for volleyball uh softball soccer and women's hockey except women's hockey has become so popular that by the time that i can i get the opportunity to claim my tickets the game is already sold out so i wasn't able to get to either ohio state game so i think that when you just see, wait even though you have the ticket yeah I'm even confused. though i paid for tickets by the time i was able to claim the tickets it was already sold out so i was mm-hmm. unable to go to the game um, but I think that it's kind of shows a larger problem where this women's team is so good and there's such great fan interest that Laban, I, I just don't think it for the good games in particular does a good job of holding this team. So when Wisconsin is at an away game, the men's team, why in the world do we not have the women's team playing at the Kohl Center? That place would get filled up based on the atmosphere at Laban. So it's clear that the de- the demand is higher than the supply, and we've seen the fill the bowl games. Last year, I think they just about sold out mm-hmm. the Colts there when they played uh, St. Cloud State. So I think that's something they really got to do more frequently because although the, the atmosphere was electric and LeBond does a fantastic job packing people in and giving them a good time, I just think that it's we need, I want more people to experience just how incredible this team is. No, you got a really good point there, Vince. I mean, Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to soak that one in. Yeah. I usually get that. I'm <laughs> always willing to give you a compliment here and there. Um. But, yeah, something that I've really enjoyed about Laban is, yeah, it has this really intimate, like, intimate environment, and it's so fun, like you said. It's so special. It's so close-knit. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they honestly, for big games, could do the Kohl Center and make something out of it and, like, 
I don't know, do some type of event there and, like, somehow. Area red. Let's get on that. Yeah, exactly. And, like, do, like, kids night or whatever type of sponsorship nights they I do. I don't even but know if they need that kind of night, though. I feel no, like I they think could it would get just be like people f- in. Yeah, they I think they could get, get people in either way. I think it would just be an extra fun thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a special night at the Cole Center. Yeah, I, I agree, you know. I 100% agree with Vince. I think there needs to be a bigger arena for women's hockey because there is so much that it is generating for women's hockey, for uh, Badger fandom in general. And they're always doing a good job. Like women's hockey, if you want to talk about legacy teams, Badger's women's hockey is definitely a legacy team. And with that, we are going to go to a quick quick break and we will be right back to talk more sports and stuff hey wsu ember tweeted my tweet wait how and my instagram story got featured on their instagram story that is so cool how can i get featured hey fellow wsum listeners did you know if you tag wsum in your tweet you might just get a retweet Also, did you know you'll get a chance to be featured on our Instagram story if you tag us in your story? Go follow us on Twitter at WSUM and Instagram at WSUM91.7 for updates on station events, ticket giveaways, our latest merch, and more. Tag us in your post for a chance to get a retweet or featured. Wow, I'll give that a follow. WSUM, hashtag audibly innovative. like I forgot to mention that the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. And I feel that I need to express that because the thing that we are talking about next might be a little bit controversial. It is court storming. There have been a lot of instances of court storming and injured players. For example, the most recent one um, being the player from i am not remembering duke. i'm blanking duke yep. who got injured this past weekend and then obviously you had caitlin clark get hit by a player uh by a fan um so what are we thinking on court storming i personally <clears throat> this was going to be my hot take because i personally think we should not have court storming i think it's one of those things that gets out of hand way too easily like people are like too they like take it too far. So I don't know. That my personal opinion is that we should ban it. Ooh. I don't know. I think that I think I might I think I might disagree with that one a little bit. I mean, I think it's such a fun school spirit aspect of the game and it's like personally I've never been a part of one. But yeah, I was gonna say, have you guys ever stormed a court? I hope to. I hope I, so too. Hope. I feel like I'm That's so I said, salty. Can we? Uh, I can we storm the ice? Is that possible? <laughs> that that, 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 might, that, that might would end really well. That might be better for us. I mean, I think we'll have better luck um, storming the ice rather than uh, storming any sort of quarter field. Yeah, any, no, we could do that. We could get like a tower, like the three kids in the trench coat. We could probably boost Kate <laughs> up yeah, and over the wall. Throw me over when the and then I have all the when yeah. all the guys come and jump or all when other of the women or the guys team come and jump into the board that would have them catch me. <laughs> For yeah, sure. You in on that? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Our trainee Ian watching. I, I think uh, I don't know. Ian seems like the smallest and weakest here, so he'd probably. Go <laughs> yeah, Ian would catch me. That or I would catch like, Ian. That's a little unfair. We are on radio. Nobody <laughs> can see Ian. That's why I'm but we shots. really appreciate you being here, Ian. Uh, Ian, <laughs> you seem like a. Yeah, true. <laughs> the power of radio. We can say whatever we want about Ian, and he cannot say anything. Um, our for hot now. take <laughs> for now. He will get us back. He'll yeah. be like, so I was on her. It, yeah, he his first show in the fall, he's going to be like, those her take girls. It's actually just called anti her take. <laughs> his, his take. take. Yeah. Calls it his take. <laughs> Dude, Vince like would, would Vince would have something like that, wouldn't you? Oh man, I'm here. Oh, I'm, I'm supporting. No, I'm he's kidding. our own. No, who, who no. on WS room would have a show called his David? Take. <laughs> I feel like no, I, feel, I, I don't, don't think, think David, David would. No, I think no. So. Wait, can I, I say know. a fun fact? Well, actually, not yeah. fun at all. But oh, <laughs> Wisconsin, we had like a well, it's not a court per se, but it the field at Camp Randall Stadium got stormed one time in the 90s. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. No. After, I would uh, storm win, that field. After a win over Michigan. Okay. So it was really big, and it turned into chaos. So the barriers that were covering around the stadium fell over. So ta- fans were toppling on top of each other, and football players were saving, pulling um, play um, like other students out of these like huge – pile-ups isn't it crazy that's so something good happened that's what i'm saying it's like people take this way too far and like i get it like it's a court storming it's not like a casual saunter onto the field like kind of deal like yeah it's just is like the mob mentality people have is just crazy and i'm like i'm not here for it yeah 73 people were injured and six of them critically so insane oh, it was insane i'm yeah, glad but you I had changed a... you made sure not to say fun fact to start that yeah out. i was gonna say that would be really really bad the, pivot. I the don't... opinions on the, uh, yeah. the opinions expressed on the show um but yeah so i don't know i'm kind of very indifferent about it but i feel like i want to feel that joy though because i've never felt that kind of joy for a team that i've loved because they're all bad so well were you guys there for the marquette game when they had like no the... i wish it looked amazing yeah. well okay so it was the, the most confusing thing so people came out with the ropes to like block people off from doing the court storming so it wasn't even like a court storming because people were like confused coming <laughs> onto the court and then people are like the security was too late and they were literally like lassoing people with this rope like that was all that it was and but it, they still stormed the court and it still happened but luckily i think because of the confusion it was enough to like deter people from really getting crazy but it still was like what what was, what was even the point of that at that point like well, well some I, oh, sorry go ahead vince thank you um i, I kind of understand because because the, the reason why the injury happened is because the Wake Forest fans stormed the court as soon as the buzzer sounded while the players were still on the court. So, look, you're not going to be able to cage the energy of a thousand drunk college students. That's just never going to happen. So That's I really legend. like the idea of kind of putting up that barrier midway through and letting people know ahead of time, yeah, look, we understand you're going to storm the court, but please just wait a little bit and let the people get off the court beforehand before something happens. Because there's only been, I say only, two injuries mm-hmm. so far. Um, both are fairly major players, but I think that we're we're at that point right now where if another one happens, people are going to start saying, "Okay, we got to shut this thing down for good." So well, I think that people who are fans of course starting, they got to make that change right now before you another thing happens. You're not allowed to make a change because the whole thing's just shut down. That's very true. I mean, but uh, seeing the Creighton UConn game and seeing Creighton storm the co- storm the court 
looked so electric. I mean, such a big upset. I mean, this I think that was yeah last Tuesday when Chrissy was hyping up um, yeah. UConn <laughs> saying they're going back to back and um they and, got demolished by Creighton. Uh, UConn really let her down. <laughs> no, yeah, but I thought like looking back at that court storm, I thought it was like really fun and like you didn't hear anything about it, which is obviously how it should be. But I don't know, it looked pretty electric to me. Yeah, and I think that's like where it does get tricky is it's like we want to preserve the safety of these student athletes and we want to make sure that they're safe and that like like they're already doing a physically demanding thing like we don't need them to be injured more than they could potentially be injured on the field and so i think you know preserving the safety is an important feature but also we want to have sports be electric to have that feeling to have this like unity of the experience because that's like what is amazing about sports is just like how how electric it is how unifying it is and so how can we make sure that one players are safe but also that fans are getting this electric and fun experience in this environment yeah, but, I'm with you. We got a yeah. beautiful thing going here. It's awesome when people are able to get that unanimous happiness together and show it on television. But it's just got to make sure we're showing that happiness. And <laughs> yeah, you, you got a point there, Kearns. <laughs> just got to make sure we're showing it in a safe way, I feel like. Yeah, and speaking of things that make us happy, let's Ooh, do Shannon some. Shannon cooking with the transitions. Yeah, what can I say? All right, let's do some love to see it. That we were big fans of this week. This is love to see it. Alrighty, there are there were definitely a lot of things that happened this week that uh, I feel like I don't I don't know every week I always have a lot more love to see it than I do, um, like hot takes. Like I just love to see so many things that happen in sports. Like obviously I'm like super hyped about the NWSL new kits that's been like filling up my instagram feed which is where i get all of my love to see it for the week is uh instagram um social media and whatnot but kate i think we should start with you all right I- i'm here for it obviously vince mentioned earlier um there's been some great success at Laban Arena these past two weekends. I mean, we had a 4-3 win over Minnesota, a 4-0 win over Minnesota on Saturday, a quick loss to OSU. But then we were able to beat Ohio State on Saturday 4-2 in a pretty a pretty rigorous um, close game. I mean, it was 3-2, and then there was obviously an open net goal. Um, but yeah, definitely something I love to see because OSU has been ranked number one for majority of the season and the Badgers, um, have been pretty steady at number two. So kind of fun to see that, especially since the Badgers had a pretty tough go when they were down in Columbus playing OSU a little while ago. So nothing really much to it, but just super excited to see that, love to see it and excited that the Badgers have some great momentum, um, and a pretty long winning streak um going into this weekend yeah and uh you know we're getting to the close of the season and maybe we could talk about this a little bit more next week or like predictions of women's hockey and what we think is gonna happen um but how are you 
feeling, Kate, about the Badgers' odds in the playoff? Um, well, I mean, with the first matchup, is St. Thomas, obviously a Minnesota school. Um, pretty small, just recently have gone uh, D1 with a lot of their sports. But when we played them, we played them earlier in January, and then we had two wins, 7-0 and 5-1. So feeling pretty confident about those two games. Um, but I, I have good confidence going into this weekend. I mean, obviously, and going into the tournament with OSU being a big competitor, but obviously anything can happen. It's anyone's. It can be anyone's tournament, and that's very visible through past tournaments so I don't know it'd be really fun to see the women do it again yeah definitely and um I would have to look at the stats because they won like two years ago or did they win last last year? season the defending champs oh they're the defending champs mm-hmm. okay that's exciting a little bit of pressure but definitely exciting to like have that moving forward and you know well and especially they played OSU in the la in the championship game last year so that's why last weekend was such a big deal and oh, especially yeah. after they lost the first one and then won the second one yeah isn't that right Vince I, I, okay I, sorry I, I, not, I saw I you know getting ready to talk as much as I no I just wanted to say that you're you're totally right in the fact that we've been at number two and win or lose you're going to stay at that number two spot but Kate you got to think that that win it felt like it meant a lot despite not meaning anything in WCHA standings or the actual polling Oh, definitely. I mean, that's a dagger to the heart for OSU. That That's <laughs> such a tough loss. And, I mean, the Cole Center, again, sold out, was packed. So something that's been, like we said before, super awesome to see. Uh, not the Cole Center, Lebon, my bad. Um, been really fun to see Lebon sold out. Future foreshadowing? Yeah, future, exactly. <laughs> um, but, no, Vince, it's definitely – it means something to the players. It means something to the fans. And, like I said – it builds a lot of momentum for the tournament. And I'm going to talk about the NBA later on, but you can't tell me if this was a similar spot if there was no seeding last game of the season. They'd be out here resting their players, putting backups in. Oh, not definitely. Kind of, so I have so much respect for both teams that they both had nothing to play for, and they still went not just play their starters. They were going 100% out there start to finish. I love it so much. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting emotional here, man. Oh, mm-hmm. getting a little emotional. I mean, Why? similar with the Gophers having an OT and stuff as well. Yeah. Heck yeah. Do you want to talk about NBA? Uh, yeah, Vince? it feels like a strange yeah. pivot. Uh, last time um, on my show on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock, after further review with myself and Alex Schuster, I was talking Whoa. about uh, Free the, plug. the Bucks' new coach, uh, Doc Rivers, and now he's been saying just some wild stuff. He said that the Bucks shouldn't have, shouldn't have fired their last coach, the guy that, mind you, he's been hired to replace. <laughs> Uh, he's just been saying all sorts of wild stuff, and I said, you know what? I just, I can't pick this team. There's just too much chaos. And right now, they are beating the Hornets, ninety-six to fifty-two, in the start of the fourth quarter. They are absolutely uh, blowing the britches off of them. Uh, is that a phrase? I'm not sure. now. Okay. Uh, I feel like it is. Yeah, and their defense is playing better than it has all season. Better than any defense has all season. So. Um, I'm in a weird spot because I like the Bucks. Uh, I live pretty close to Milwaukee. I love following them. The rise has been incredible. But on the other hand, uh, my smooth male brain wants me to be right all the time. So it's put me in a tough spot. That being said, I'm liking the way the Bucks are playing right now. So are you saying that you're sad because you were wrong about uh, Doc? I don't know, man. Rivers or I-, I love to see that they're winning. Uh huh. But you don't love that it's because of Doc Rivers. Yeah, because it feels like his coaching adjustments have been the reason why they're winning. Vince, this is literally love to see it. You have to love to see it. Right, it can't yeah. be 
like a half and half. It. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not. I kind of like to see it. Yeah. yeah, you're like I love to see the Bucks doing well, but I also don't like Doc Rivers. You should have put that <laughs> in your hot takes if you wanted to. That's dip, a really good point. <laughs> if you wanted to dunk on the Bucks. All right. Wait, Vince, what do you think about uh, the Bucks playing the Bulls on Friday? Oh, um, I, I, I guess I haven't win. thought about it. That's. All right. Kinda... I guess they're future matchups. For the rest of the season. Yeah. I don't know. Excited, though, to follow this team. Because I feel like the NBA, it's just kind of teams recognize that the regular season doesn't really matter all that much. So it's it kind of it's a game of stretches. And right now the Bucks are in a good one. And unfortunately, I want your guys' opinion on this. Because I feel like the NBA media might be the most toxic out of all of them in terms of hmm. flipping on players and changing narratives on hmm. such a frequent basis. I can actually see that. I feel like that is a very, very good point. I feel like they're... That just I don't know I yeah because I feel like it's not it doesn't happen like baseball or like hockey mo- more so football maybe though I would say football is in comparison to that in the sense of like negative media or how it could flip very easily yeah well the 49ers lost three games in a row this season <laughs> and it wasn't really like people kind of like uh oh but it wasn't ever like they are so cooked but if an like last year the Nuggets the eventual champions had a stretch where they lost a couple of games in a row and it was legitimately like. Nikola Jokic is not MVP. This team doesn't have what it takes. They almost lost to the Spurs. So I, I just, when you, it, it's funny because there's obviously more emphasis on the games in the NFL, but it almost feels like people are more overreactory, if that's a word, again. I don't know what I'm saying, man. But, <laughs> it's late. Yeah, but people kind of freak out about NBA games almost as much as they do NFL games in terms of narrative flipping. Well, I mean, I feel like you have to consider, that. that is a good point because NBA games are like, there's so many more NBA games than I feel like there are NFL games. And it's just yeah. like, it's kind of like, you're like, oh yeah, you're on a losing streak. Once again, it goes back to the whole like women's national team. Is it going to be like, uh, are they going to lose their dynasty or like, will they continue to like have the dynasty? Because they had one loss to, mm-hmm. they lost in the semifinals of the CONCACAF, <laughs> whatever that's, <laughs> whatever the name of the gold cup is. It's the, like, Confederation of Central America Federation or something like that, whatever that is. But, yeah, I think sticking in line with the Bucks, uh, my favorite player, obviously, Drew – well, one of my favorite players, Drew Holiday. So sad that he's not on the Bucks anymore. Um, <laughs> someone was talking about how they're like, oh, should we have gotten rid of Drew Holiday? Like, is it – Damian Lillard really doing that great, which was I would that's a hot take because it's Damian Lillard. Like that guy is so impressive, like talent wise. But I am still sad that Drew Holiday left. But I just saw on Instagram that Drew Holiday wore his wife's jersey, Lauren Holiday, to the Celtics game. That's awesome. And <laughs> it looks like they they tweeted it out and they said repping at USMNT tonight, which would be the US men's national team. Oh, so they no. got it wrong. Yeah, I just so, saw they changed it. You're right. Yeah. You know, obviously I you know, they're gonna get a little bit roasted for that, but I just love to see the support that Drew Holiday has for his wife and like that like they are one of my favorite, like, families, couples, whatever. Like, they are more than just their sports. They're doing a lot of good things for their community. And, like, 
the people that they interact with. And I, I'm still very sad that Drew Holiday has left the Bucks. But to see him repping his wife and giving her the credit, like credits due that she deserves is amazing. Because like, <coughs> I think this is a, you know, a common theme because JJ Watt's wife, Kaylee, is also a professional women's soccer player. And so many times she is referred to as JJ Watt's wife, <laughs> not like acknowledged for like what she has done as an athlete, as like a pro athlete in her field. And so I think, you know, seeing Drew Holiday show up representing his wife is just kind of amazing. And like, I just love Drew Holiday. He's <laughs> yeah, he just, just the greatest. Yeah, he just feels like a guy who, if he was your neighbor, your life would be like that 10% better. Yeah. Alexandra, can your parents be neighbors with Drew Holiday? I'll ask them. I'll, I'll truly ask <laughs> Put them in the if favor. we ever end up in Boston. Yeah, let, yeah. That would be so funny if you just like ended up. I would. You're right. I would love to be neighbors with Drew Holiday. He seems like <laughs> I would love to like be like, Oh, come Mr. over for dinner. Let's Mr. watch Holiday. a TV show. <laughs> Yo, you want to watch The Bachelor tonight? <laughs> yeah. Sounds no. like you're flirting with Drew yeah. Holiday. <laughs> okay, that was not the intention. I know he's you old. and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he would probably want to watch like Naruto or something like that. Uh, Drew Holiday loves anime, and I'm here for it. I think it's so funny. Um, but yeah, once again, I could go on and on about drew holiday and him repping his wife's jersey it's it's so cute yeah he won that. uh best teammate of the year award uh, multiple times i could imagine yeah he, i feel like he'd be so good yeah and he uh at the espies and look i know the espies are about as relevant as larry the cable guy but they had an award uh the muhammad ali award for like community uh outreach yeah. and just like it was given the best dude and he got it he, yeah he's just such an awesome guy and it, it really goes to show because dame lillard is just definitively a better player than drew holiday and even in a down year for dame he's still playing i'd argue much better than drew but everyone's still just so bummed out that he's gone because he's just that cool of a guy yeah i think you know because i feel like the bucks is very much we're a community team like it's very much the city of milwaukee we have the milwaukee bucks this i is feel like that's a, a midwest thing too yeah. i feel like that's similar with like the chicago bulls similar with the minnesota timberwolves yeah. maybe I, maybe i'm just making myself happy by saying that but yeah. that's what i feel like i think it's I, more you know. small market because the bulls feel more corporate okay that that yeah. is true <laughs> that's fair it, it feels like the bucks could be owned like in a similar way of the green bay but, packers yeah, like owned by the city of milwaukee even though there have been a few decisions that upper management of the bucks have made that i'm a little questionable like are a little questionable to me but hopefully upper management of the bucks is not listening to this podcast please i don't want to lose my job <laughs> no i guess the timberwolves uh ceo is a fan of her take according to kate so oh really yeah. that's very interesting well uh timberwolves uh you know everyone's a fan of her take yeah no I how agree. can you not be how can you not that's true this is a this is uh, arguably i could be biased one of the best sports programming on WSUM. Have we won an award yet? No. But we will. Waiting. But we're out we will. To get, we're, out, we're out to get some people. Yeah. If there was a, an award for best vibes, I do feel like the show would get it. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. Best, best crew. Best, best vibes. Best, best crew. Perhaps best guest star. 
We're tooting his horn too much today. Yeah, we're we not are. being mean enough. <laughs> we need to humble him. All right, Vince. See you, see you in the back parking lot. We're going to humble you so hard <laughs> after this. You up? <laughs> no, we're just going to roast you. Okay. It's fine. You can do that in the air if you um, want. But, oh, can Kern, I talk about? Yeah, I was about to say, you still have a take Thank left. you. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'm also on the edge of my seat. Okay, so Matt Rempe. He is a 6'8 hockey player from Calgary who just joined the New York Rangers on February 18th, which is my birthday, as we all know. What a birthday <laughs> gift. What a birthday gift. It was a winter classic at MetLife Stadium where the New York Rangers played the New York Islanders, and we ended up winning 5-4 in overtime. So, like, absolutely best game. Anyways, he is said to be one of the best, like, players, rough, like, rough, players since like the 90s he's 6'8 he's gotten to three fights so far in the last five games like big fights mm-hmm. oh he's 6'8 he's <laughs> massive he's going up against guys like nick desolere wait he's did like, you just see the nhl post yeah of yeah. that or they just posted and it was like um big versus small and it was like all these really funny matchups which made me think that didn't mean to interrupt but i no, was no, wondering no, if no, that's where so you got fine, it from. but like yeah i saw on the nhl account instagram account that they said that this was one of the best fights it was a, a game that happened about a week after that his third game where he also scored a goal and so basically he is against nick desolere he was a flyers player and 6-2 and 210, and then Matt Rempe, like I said, 6'8", 240. So it was really, really entertaining, and they, like, immediately threw their gloves off, and in his post-game interview, he talks about how much he just, like, loves fighting. (laughs) And, like, he's like, yeah, it's just really fun. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, because you're 6'8". But, like, yeah, anyways, that was my love to see it. Yeah, you're like, I could just beat up yeah like womp on these people i do yeah. feel like we have talked a lot about beating up people the opinions expressed on the show are our own opinion. it's so <laughs> awesome though it's like watching like an old 90s 80s clip like mm-hmm. of hockey and real hockey so awesome. i mean yeah and isn't that like one of the fun things about hockey yeah it's just like you know yeah the fighting aspect except the penalties of that come after is kind of annoying but <laughs> very yeah. entertaining Nonetheless, it's the best part about not just hockey, but when you're at a sporting event, period, whenever you see two players like kind of get an argument, it's almost like in my brain, just go fight, 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 yeah. fight. Like, yeah, everyone wants to see it. I'm not sure what it says about the human condition, but it's Mob mentality. Yeah, I, I, Mob mentality. I love what that dude brings. You know, everyone's cheering or like, especially at like Wisconsin <laughs> hockey, if there's like a little tiff in front of the net right before everyone's like, whoa, whoa, yep, whoa, yep. on their feet. Like, <laughs> Let's get it going. And it's like, hey, chill. Yeah. But I also do that. Yeah. Did did you ever fight anyone? You know? Is that another episode for a different day? A story for a different day? Might be a a story for a different day. You know, I I did get in the penalty box a few times. That's awesome. My grandpa's favorite thing whenever he came to a game. He just wanted me to get in the penalty box. And so instead of, like, trying to score anything, I would intentionally get a penalty <laughs> Wait, just so, so he would like so she would have something to, like laugh about if only there was a, a penalty box in tennis then i would have good stories i just know for that so. well you uh that is our time today but <laughs> you, you kept uh, alexander out of jail there yeah no, yeah. no, no, no. D- the opinions expressed <laughs> but stick around for next week and we can hear all about these penalty stories but stick around for campfire combos thanks for having me guys